Lock. I'm coming to get you. Remember Sally when I promised to kill you last? I lied. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. This is shoot you between the balls. The disease. I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Yippee guy. I'm going to kill them all, sir. Nate, yeah, you know, I I know after the last episode, you went on a big rant about reboots. Yeah, it's still a little dusty in here, and uh, uh, I'm I'm working on it. Quite finished, it looks like. You won't help me clean. Like all I need you to do is run the vacuum. The dust, like it, it affects my allergies and makes Uh, me all watery. Well, look, all I was going to say was um, I don't want to change the action intro because it's badass and I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's really much. badass. It's got explosions. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we, I, I'll let you keep that one. But, okay. you know, it's I'll, still, I'll, still pretty dusty in here. And I Some stuff will the get The banner, fixed. it still needs worked on. I know. I know. Look, it, take, those, it takes time to reboot this empire. You're a contract worker, and I just kind of figured I'd give you an unreasonable... You know, expectation to finish something. That's right on par for what. And I then I'm not going to pay you. Pretty much figure. And then I'm going to post a TikTok video bitching about you not doing your work to the fullest extent of uh, my unreasonable demands. I bought a new shovel, by the way. So. Oh. Yeah. 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 You get it at Menards. I haven't broke it in yet. No, yeah, not those... Menards. Not I, Menards. Yeah. I ordered it. It's specialty. Offline. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Does it have like uh, gems for uh, different stones? It's not Minecraft. What's wrong with you? No, I was I was talking about like a gauntlet that carries stones, but in a shovel form. Oh no, I didn't know that's where you were going. I it's yeah, chrome. Yeah, yeah. It's chrome. Oh, oh, shiny and chrome. Shiny and chrome. Oh, I see, I see. It's got flames. Oh. Yes. Literally. It has a flamethrower attachment. Well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. We put one string on it and then make it like a really cool guitar. I could. Yeah, just the yeah. one. One of those one. like cigar boxes, you know? one string shovel guitar yeah so yeah seems like something an uncle would play who you know is missing two fingers from clean his shotgun sounds like something you might have experience with well it just sounds like one of us would have experience with it. i mean we both have ties to the south i mean it's that's not unreasonable you're not wrong yeah well okay i just wanted to get that out of the way oh, welcome okay, to right. another episode of give me back my action movies the podcast I, of course, am one of your hosts, Charlie, and you've heard him, but with me, as always, is Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. I'm uh, eating a malt and uh, having Skittles for dinner. I know. Totally unprofessional. He's sucking on a malt and yeah. eating while we're recording. Uh, I'm going to have a real big sugar high. That way I have an adrenaline rush. I'm going to pass out. Sounds like a good plan. That's <laughs> kind of the plan, yeah. Usually works for me. Like, Jackie will make co- Yeah. Jackie will make cookies and stuff, and then look at me after dinner like, why aren't you eating the cookies? Because I was like, because I want to sleep, but I'll eat some cookies. It's fine. I kind of forgot that I do need to sleep later. That that I will. That's future Nate's problem, honestly. <laughs> that's after podcast Nate's problem. So. Yeah, that's what he's got to worry about. And I had to make sure I got the big malt. 
always get the big malt. Never undersize I mean, the malt. Honestly, it's fifty cents more. Why would you not? It's just a value, man. I know, really. You're just being stupid if you don't. All right, man. Well, this is our first action movie back since February. Ah, ah. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to. Uh, you got to warn me before you mention <laughs> certain months now. Yeah, exactly. There is some uh, trauma. The word February is a trigger word now. Ah, ah. See, I said it. <laughs> I said it. So, you know, we got to ease back into this. All right. Well, and we'll, you uh, know what? If we were going to do a reboot, we got to do what we did last year and just do another Arnold movie. I agree. And I think this was not one I expected us to pick yet, but I'm super happy we did. Yeah, I am really happy that we did because we could have went with some obvious choices. One obvious choice was even on the table. Yeah. But you know what? When we scrapped it. Yep, took it There's off. Another choice as an inside joke, and when that gets revealed, we'll see. Yeah, you we know? won't let everyone in on the joke yet. Yeah, that. we'll just know that Nate's wearing a red polo. That's all you need to know. That's right. <laughs> I understood that reference. Uh, <laughs> Some people will get that. That's right. So no, and we haven't done uh, Arnold movie since End of Days and Halloween. So I feel and like that wasn't was... a reboot. I guess even questionable whether it was truly an action movie too, that because it is was also true action horror. So we decided to just go for broke and do a, a fairly newish Arnold the, movie. We did the Arnold movie that rebooted his career. Absolutely. And that's the last stand from 2013 and damn guy. I love this movie. What a let's, fun ride. It, it is fun. Let, let's just knock out the trailer before we even start going. Otherwise, I'll forget to play the trailer. Cool. So, I need more Skittles during it. Eat your malt while I play the yeah. trailer. You, so don't, you, here, you drink a malt. Whatever. I, I get the... What, stop it. It looks like a war zone down there. Sheriff, almost didn't recognize you in plain clothes. Well, it's midday off. Should be a quiet weekend. We have a situation. We've got a cartel with heavy firepower headed towards the border. And there's a strong chance of coming your way. I've seen enough blood and death. I know what's coming. I'm not gonna let that guy come through our town. You know how to fight. Very nice. How are you, Sheriff? Uh, old. Go, go, go! Bring everything you got. Who the hell are you? I'm the Sheriff. Wow, you're looking jacked. You've been working out? Yeah. Oh, the uh, 2013 Last Stand, our uh, official return of Arnold, something that we were waiting well over a decade for because of the Governor. The Governor and his cameos in Terminator 3 and the Expendables. 
That's, well, it was that's like really all we got from him. Sly got him back in, what was it, 2012 or 2010 for the Expendables. 2010, yeah. And, you know, we got that scene of him and Bruce and Sly all on screen for the first time ever. and Which was awesome. Was awesome, but you're like, ah, none of them killed anything, you know? <laughs> but they all got yeah. to be smart asses with one another. And then right before this movie had came out, the Expendables 2, where Arnold had just a little bit more. You yeah. know, he actually did get to fire a gun. And I think, did Bruce as well in that one? Yeah, they're uh, they're they're both in the shootout at the end because they take the, the little smart car and yeah, rip the it. doors off of it. Arnold also gets ready to say, uh, I'll be back. And Bruce Willis goes, you've been back enough. I'll yeah. be back. And Bruce Willis <laughs> steals his line. Everyone's stealing everyone's lines. Um, and what's interesting right because of the expendables and it kind of brought back this wave of muscular testosterone filled, you know, action movies. We got this, we got slides, yes. a uh, bullet to the head. We got, oh, um, so good. So good. Uh, Statum's, uh, home front. You also know? good. And like all the movies flopped. I don't and know. It was why. just like, so ah, like Expendables was a hit. We we came off Rambo, Expendables, and it was like cool. Everyone's gonna get their own movie again, and yeah. every single one of them flopped hard. It was just like, God damn it! It's the eighties all over again. But they're good movies. They are. That's all what three of those I only enjoy. <laughs> they are straight up action movies that I adore. And yeah, dude, I can't wait till we cover Bullet to the Head, man. That is such yeah. an underrated. That's a Jason Momoa too. Axe fights. It ends with an axe fight. Love it. But yeah, so this one, I got to admit, I didn't watch in theaters. I I, wanted to and missed it. I was worried. So I guess I have no one really to to blame it following for failing, you know, myself as well, because I was so scared that this was one of those, oh, we're bringing back my old action stars, but we're going to rely on way too heavily on other stuff. Like I saw Johnny Knoxville was in it. That all re- already threw up a red flag for me. He was older and I don't know. It just, I didn't watch this till it came out on DVD and oh, then I watched same. it on DVD and I kicked myself for not going to the theater and watch uh, this. Movie. It was not what I was expecting whatsoever. Nope. Um, and yeah, it's same thing. It's like, that's kind of on us. Um, and it is what it is because, like the trailer, like it looked like ah, that's entertaining enough. But mm-hmm. you, you know, at this point, we're talking with an Arnold what in his sixties, sixties or seventies. I didn't look that up, but he yeah, was I didn't look it up was, either. But it's just he like was showing his age for sure. Well, yeah, and it's just like man, like maybe maybe we shouldn't get Arnold back. And then you watch the movie and you go, I need more Arnold right away. This was one of those that instead of trying to make him more badass than he needed to be for his age. They played it to his age and it worked so it worked good. Well, and a lot of that's because the direction from G Woon Kim, mm-hmm. uh, this was his first American movie, but that dude did one of the best like horror movies I've seen in the past, like 10 years called I saw the devil. And I cannot recommend that enough. So the yeah. man knows how to make blood fly that that's it's, for damn sure. I'm, Truly surprised Pete didn't want to be in on this one because, you know, he, he has a love for those type of directors. Well, it, you know? it, this has a uh, 
a zany quality feel to it that only like a South Korean director could bring. It's, it's in the best way possible. It's comic book ish without being outlandishly comic bookish. And it's like a pulpy western. Yes. I I adore this movie. Like flat out, this was when I watched it, I was just like, holy crap, this is exactly what I what I wanted. This was a perfect Arnold older movie. The storyline is amazing. It's high energy, fast paced. Nothing's funny. wasted. It's it is funny, like, but it's, it's one of those things like, oh yeah, funny. Arnold's yeah. always been funny. Yeah, it's not like, haha, we're gonna hit him with a bush. Funny, like, yeah. It's just funny, and like, I like that Johnny Knoxville's in it. But there's something about Johnny Knoxville's charisma that, like, whenever he pops up on something, I'm just like, oh, cool, yeah. Well, I had, that's a lot of what those jackass guys bring, though. Is like anytime they pop yeah. up in something, I'm just excited, you know? I mean, I have to admit, though, I liked Johnny Knoxville in Walking Tall with The Rock. Exactly. I, I, he wasn't as zany as he is in this movie, in that one. He was still goofy, you know, especially when they're tearing the truck apart in that one scene. But he's still like, he's like that buddy that everyone has. He is very much a cartoon character. He totally is. But this one, they kind of crank him up a little bit more, and it just works for some flipping reason. And he's integral to the story as well. And I'm so he's not just this character that pops up from now and then as comic relief. He actually has a fairly good role in this. Also, Luis Guzman, who is I mostly know from comedies and you know things of that nature. He's got a fairly sizable role in this. He movie. does, and that's what's great because you got like characters like Johnny and Louise Guzman, where um, you do not want to see those characters die whatsoever. Nope, because they're lovable, you know, just from you know past roles and stuff like that. So instantly, you already have the attachment to like these side characters just mm-hmm. because of who they are, and I think that plays into it so well. I totally agree. This is, and I'm not trying to beat a dead horse. But my issue with a lot of what happened last month was I never had characters I could care about, that I could latch on to in these movies. And honestly, kind of happened in Dentist, even though we did like the the little girl Sarah, and that's kind of who we have to follow. This one gave me multiple people to care about. I care about Ray, you know, because he's just a tired, you know, out of the big city retirement cop down to a small town sheriff i care about johnny knoxville's character Luis guzman even um i don't even remember the guy's name but the, the one the one that dies in this movie because he's like looking for action and he's trying to get ray to recommend oh you know, jerry jerry that's what it was you know and they and i i'm actually upset that jerry dies in the movie you know yeah, it was just no like, definitely because that sucks like- the way that they have it to where these two cops are being pinned down by gunfire at night and, you know, so the, good. the bad guys are using uh, night vision. It's just like, oh, you like you don't you feel for this guy dying because he's just a small town cop that would go to like mm-hmm. one of our, you know, small town areas where that, no action it, happens whatsoever. Literally where I live, yeah. you know, where you know, most of the cops by their first name. You probably went to school with them. I connected with that because that's literally what I live here. So many of my friends are, you know, 
county cops or town cops or stuff like that. And you see them, you go eat breakfast at the local Hardee's. Everybody's there. We all know everyone, you know? So I, I had a connection to this movie that I never expected to have. And I love it. Now there is one other character and I got to be honest, i kind of got attached to him as well, but that's because it's Peter Stormare. Oh, and... but like, he's such an asshole that the whole time, like, when's he going to die? When's he going to die? Please kill this man. <laughs> but I, it's one of those, I want him for the entire movie. Oh yeah. He's a perfect, uh, side, you know, henchman. You know, he is like, he's, he's not the main baddie. But he is the main baddie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, definitely. Like, he's the one that's making the things happen. Boots on the ground. Yeah. So he kills the farmer, who happens to be Harry Dean Stanton from Alien. You, you automatically he's automatically recognizable. He's also in Christine, my favorite horror movie. He's the cop asking Arnie questions. Oh, that's why he looks so damn familiar. Yeah. So that he he's not he's not even credited in this movie. You have to dig for it. Uh, he just did it as a bit role. He's he doesn't actually shoot him, but he's the reason the farmer dies. He's the one that calls the you know the sniper to shoot the guy, but he gets his hands dirty. He shoots Luis later on in the movie. He's you know right there. He's he's a western bad guy. You know, totally he's even down to using the revolver. The western feel in this, the small town, the dusty kind of feel to it. I love I love the look of this movie. And all the homages that it pays and to westerns and action movies. It does a great job of setting up its finale, like by allowing it to where we have, you know, this criminal that escapes from the FBI, escapes custody. Yep. He's on his way to Mexico to cross the state lines. He has to pass through Arnold's small town. Why is Arnold's small town completely empty? The whole town is following the local team to, you know, a championship ball championship game or something game or whatever yeah. it is. So it makes perfect sense as to why it's just a quiet little town with nothing going on. And a few residents that decide to stay behind yep. and you know, the police force all and five of them, their town happens to be closest to, I'm guessing the Rio Grande. Is that what that river that can, that divides us from Mexico uh, or whatever sure. it is? I know geography. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's, <laughs> It will happen to be the narrowest area that they could deploy a bridge. So as we talk about that stuff, that is one of the things I do like about this movie. It is not one of those like ostentatious. I have to suspend my disbelief of what's going on. Like everything that's happening is very real world style. You know, the guy, the, the, the criminal, the main bad guy, has escaped from the FBI and he is a race car driver from Mexico. His dad, you know, paid for this racing career and they steal a high performance. But it makes total sense that, you know, a professional race car driver decides to start a side gig business as a drug cartel leader. Look, I ain't saying what, but there's a lot of money in racing. I don't get enough adrenaline in racing. So now I must become a cartel leader. I mean, Racing is expensive, bro. <laughs> that's, that's, it's not a cheap thing. <laughs> How to do. do I pay for these lug nuts? Each lug nut costs money, but I like that. And they they go so far as to go, okay, this isn't a normal Corvette. This is a high performance prototype version that's like jacked up on a horsepower and everything. So they even say it's got like over a thousand horsepower. 
200 mile per hour. I love the opening in this movie with the sleepy town, like state trooper sitting there eating a donut. So you're like, oh, okay, here's this trope. And this car turns its lights off. You see it like further down the road and it passes this car and everything shakes. The cop car shakes and the guy literally calls in and goes, some assholes out here flying a jet with no lights on. He's flying it low. Can you call it into the FCC? FAA. You you know me. <laughs> no. 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 We're not. Well, the no. FCE won't let me be. Is that it? No. No. I'm still, I'm, I'm a little off. No. There's Eminem <laughs> lyrics there somewhere, and I just don't remember them. Oh, I thought you were doing, um, is it Public Enemy? I was there for a minute as well. Oh, okay. I wanted to make sure because I didn't just, listen to You know, little... my hip hop's getting a little crossed right now. Chris you're Cross. You're, you're white. Yeah, yeah, but. You're white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying here. <laughs> I listen to Ice T, but it's his metal side. You know what? Honestly, you know what? Just back to my uh, Juggalo and Juggalettes. Big whoop whoop to them. <laughs> backpedal that bitch well, that yep, you just can. go right back to that it's we don't have fun. Pete here to make fun of you guys not that we would whoop whoop shout out to my juggalos and juggalettes we're OG juggalos from back in the we day we are two liters are up our butt cheeks that's where we're at oh <laughs> uh, okay well so yeah I I loved the, the, the whole realism of it I also like Forrest Whitaker in here that easily could have been a throwaway character. Here's my thing with Forrest Whitaker, though. Don't be picking on my boy Forrest Whitaker. I will forever pick on Forrest Whitaker because I don't get him. What don't you get? I don't know. There's something compelling about him and also something that just enrages me, and I don't understand why. What, what is, why do you have these weird quirks with I just actors? Do. Like, this? I, it's Forrest Whitaker, man. One, he, he can really pull it, off a dr- it's just Don't. It, it, don't. Just, he looks don't. at you. <laughs> don't. I just, I, don't. It, baby Boo Boo Gaga. That's, that's all I can think of from Key and Peele. Baby Boo Boo Gaga. That's low-hanging fruit, bro. It don't is, even. but it's there. Don't pick I'm the not, low-hanging fruit. I'm not going to go after the thing that you think I'm going to go after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, he has certain capabilities. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Stop <laughs> thinking up other words. We all know what you're thinking, and stop it. I no don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh. Ha, 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 ha. We'll make sure we cross the T's and dot the lowercase J's. I bastard. Uh, we're, we're picking a Jai Courtney movie soon. Period. Why would care. we do that? The because I'm that. gonna do it. Why? So we can trash the reboot? Actually, that does make sense. That's what he does. <laughs> I'd rather you pick on him. Leave Forrest Whitaker alone, man. I you love Forrest Whitaker. Me. I love Forrest Whitaker. I like man. Forrest Whitaker. There's just something that's like, he kind of like overcompensates. Ghost Dog was cool. Ghost Dog was badass. He was in Blown Away, which has been covered on this show. I feel he... like he played the same character in this. Actually... You know what he did? Mm. He went Ken Foray in the dentist and went Tommy Lee Jones in this for sure. And you can't deny it because he's like, it's a hundred mile radius of every road. I need every school shut down. I won't deny that because 
I don't know what it is. Wind blows about. six degrees, which means his cologne will go at three miles per hour to the east. It's it's one of those things that I get that this director took a lot of influence from like early action movies and stuff because we always make fun of the FBI agents. They're the most inept group of people in the government. And yet they know every single They know everything. Yeah. Except for, oh, we have an informant that's actually going to help the guy get away. Right. They're right under your nose. They're not I can that tell you clever. what every raccoon in a 30-mile radius has eaten for breakfast. <laughs> but I do like that it's kind of this like more straight-laced FBI agent that Forrest Whitaker plays. And I enjoy it, man. I don't know. I, I, I'm a Forrest Whitaker fan, man. I love him. I, I'm, not, I'm just saying it's, it's Forrest Whitaker. God, right. That should, <laughs> the tone should be, it's Forrest Whitaker, not <laughs> no. it's Forrest Whitaker. No, right? It's the same tone when it comes to a certain Lawrence Fishburne. Don't even start again. <laughs> I, we're not going to have another hour long. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying. Well, Mark was just saying that Lawrence Fishburne could be played by Tracy Morgan, and we'd all be very happy for it. I, I hate you. I hate you both. <laughs> that was an hour long. Smacking that belly. Chat message thread in our group that just made me matter and matter <laughs> because I love Lawrence Fishburne. And you guys are just giving him shit. Like, I don't know any movie that we couldn't replace someone else other than Lawrence Fishburne. And I'm like, it's Morpheus, man. He's a good Morpheus. He's a good Morpheus. Y'all are breaking my heart. And for those wondering, we were talking about John Wick and talking about him being, you know, the Bowery King. And I was like, Tracy Morgan as the Bowery (laughs) King, everyone. You're welcome. I'm not saying it's not flipping hilarious <laughs> and that i can't hear tracy morgan say john wick you know, <laughs> just... and he slaps his belly and he gives john wick that look uh, god yeah normally well, i'd say we, could just... we were talking about him what's going on here i don't know i don't know <laughs> i'm totally lost now and i think what i was talking about was because i was wanted to talk about the car because in the middle of this action movie is like this road drama, this, you know, almost like car chase that just goes through and then culminates to a badass car chase at the end. You know, just because how else do you keep it interesting that this guy's driving the entire movie? You know? Yeah, they, exactly. It, it could literally just be like, well, now he's stuck at that red light. <laughs> exactly. Oh, nope. Now he's in this town. Got to play it cool. But he's, they show him, like, blowing through blockades. I love it when he ditches the helicopter, you know, because they're doing it at night, and he turns the lights off of the car, slams it in reverse, helicopter overshoots him and has to turn around, and he gone. Like, this thing's just a bullet on the highway, and I love it. Um, now, it's entertaining. The blockade is very entertaining because he's escaped. The FBI knows it. They know where he's going because, you know, the U.S. Marshals of Forrest Whitaker. And then what's with him is SUVs that are packing assault rifles, and they just blow through. And, I mean, it is a bloody, bloody shootout. You have cops with just pistols against these assault rifles, and every time someone gets shot, it's a blood fountain squirting. Oh, my God, dude. From every, like, you know, artery. This was... 
like normally I get upset with CG blood. This is one of the ones though that I think used it sparingly and still used practical blood. Yeah, like this is definitely a lot of practical blood with uh CGI like overlay. Yeah, so they they oh. did there's there's a couple of specific scenes uh, one where Jackie literally yelled out in excitement, and that's when the minigun cuts a dude in half yeah, in the middle yeah. of the street. It's CG, <laughs> but it doesn't. We don't care because all I heard was, "Yes, I forgot they did that." <laughs> <laughs> Jackie's got a bloodlust. <laughs> she does. After the month we've had, we needed this blood <laughs> and this action. In an action yes, movie. Emphasis on action, which down the road, part of the reboot is going to be, we're going to finally like sit down and like, what makes sense for give me back my action movies? What are the bylaws of this right. whole thing that we love? We've talked about a checklist before we talked, but I think really trying to break down a, what makes a movie an action movie and B, what makes an action movie a give me back my action movie? And I think, so, I think that's where we need to clear it up for the people. I think so. Especially one particular person to really drive it home over the next 11 months. Um, I do miss that one particular is. person. I mean, it's been like two weeks since we've it seen him. It feels like forever. We get I to know. See, it's really strange when he's not here. We get to see him as as far as recording in a few days. But as far as everyone else goes... It's already up on YouTube. We reviewed Cocaine Bear. Oh, so, yeah. We did do Cocaine Bear. We will do Cocaine Bear, but we did do Cocaine Bear. Exactly. Cocaine yeah. Bear has and will happen on YouTube. <laughs> All at the same time as you listen. It's it's totally Inception. <laughs> <laughs> the power of Cocaine Bear compels you. It's a hell of a drug. So, <laughs> I don't know. I this like I was talking about this movie is just nonstop adrenaline rush as it goes through even the slow paced stuff I'm in I'm enjoying the whole thing of him in town talking to everyone the diner you know he actually has an interaction with Peter Stormare early on in the movie he you know it sets off his you know intuition that these guys are up to something but it checks out you know all these just little like breadcrumbs dropping until we finally get to the point where this whole thing is found out because they killed the farmer who drops off milk every day to the diner and he missed a day. And Which could only weird. happen in a small town. Like he never misses a day. Never. And like, I know that some people be like, well, that's bullshit. That would never happen. It's like when nope. you have a tight knit community like this, that makes total sense. Like, Dude. cannot stress that enough of like, yeah, no, that that's a real thing. Here, here, this is my whole thing. It's not the milk, but there's a small little like diner slash restaurant right in the middle of town, and they serve country breakfast every morning. There's one lady who is a grandmother of someone I went to school with, home makes biscuits every morning. And if you go in and they go, we don't have biscuits this morning, you ask if she's okay. Because everyone knows who makes the biscuits. Everyone knows that there's a certain amount of biscuits and you got to get in there and get your your meal <laughs> so it doesn't run out. But if you go in early enough and they go, no, we don't have biscuits this morning, you immediately ask if she's okay. That's how a small town community 
is. So the fact that this girl calls the sheriff because the guy didn't drop off the milk, totally believable, totally understand it. And that leads to these mercenaries have taken over this guy's farm, which is adjacent to where they're going to build this bridge, which is one of those tactical type bridges. You know, it's a real quick, like what the military would deploy yeah. that can go from one side to the other. So like, that's what I like about this movie is everything like makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not too far fetched to believe if anything, the only thing that's really far fetched is a person of Arnold's stature still being in the line of duty and like fighting like he is because like, I know for a fact, he probably gets up three times in the middle of the night to pee. All right. It's the same problem that I'm going to have with this new Indiana Jones movie. That's going to come out where he looks like he is 97 years old mm-hmm. punching Nazis, which I love my Indiana Jones doing that. But there comes a point where I'm like, there's just no way he's doing this because he's going to be exhausted. Point to the movie. He is not the Arnold from the earlier action movies. Yes, definitely. He does not run fast. He does not roll across the ground without but, struggling to get up. All that does definitely work, but there are moments like um, when he pulls up to that shootout that we talked about earlier at yeah. the night where they have night vision and just how kind of sluggish he is at moving with the shotgun and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you could just picture, like, if this movie would have been made during Arnold's heyday, you know? Oh, it would have been a running gun. It yeah, would have been definitely. a commando retired, but he's a small town <laughs> cop. Matrix yeah. is now, you know, uh, Sheriff Matrix <laughs> running around. And all, like, oh, I know he used to go on, like, missions for the CIA or something. <laughs> There's all these rumors about him and what he's done, you know? He hears that these drug runners are, like, going to cut through his town. And instead of, you know, the what he says in this movie, he goes, yes, and runs to the tool shed, punches the numbers on the little keypad, and arms <laughs> himself up. Radon Kong comes driving in in a convertible. She parachutes in. She's like, I heard you got. Oh, that's right. She's got a plane. So she parachutes in. She's like, I heard you got some trouble. It's a reunion of Commando, but it's last (laughs) stand. Even the log is there. Well, yeah, that's what's blocking the road. (laughs) That'll stop him. I want to watch that movie now, damn it. Oh, what, what you have to go and do that for? <laughs> but like I it does work, but like there are times, especially like Louis Guzman or like Jai Knoxville, where you're like, all right, these guys, they're a little cartoonish in what they are accomplishing. <laughs> um, but you're having so much fun that it doesn't really matter. You know, so L- Luis Guzman. I'm liking his character through here. He's just, he's, you know, he doesn't want all this stuff. He's like, let the FBI handle it. Let them do this. Why do we got to get involved? And even to the point where he's like basically left out in the middle of the town when they're trying to blockade from the car to come through. And he gets pinned down behind the car till they rocket launcher the damn car (laughs) over his head. But And he takes a bullet. Although it takes the bullet after, but after he gets rocket launchered and the dust is just starting to kind of billow away, you see him pick his cowboy hat on, pick it up, put it on, 
and he comes running out against the guys with a flipping Tommy gun. It's just the way that he moves with the Tommy gun. It's just, it's one of those things like, yeah, I never would expect to see this guy in an action movie in my entire life. <laughs> I, Dude, all I could think of was he was just like, just be Al Pacino and Scarface. Just be Al Pacino and Scarface. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say, say hello to my little friend as he fired this Tommy gun. <laughs> Took out a few guys, but he does get shot. Also, I, the, Luis gets to steal a line from Arnold. Did you catch it? I, no, I did not. So when he's pinned down, and uh, is it Christy is the girl that works in the diner that calls about the, the farmer? Uh, she, yeah, I believe so. Everyone is so laid back. They don't believe that this hell is going to come raining down on the town. The whole town's acting as if nothing's going on, and they're barricading. Yeah, the, what few citizens there are, yeah. they just like, ah, it's they're oblivious. Day. So this girl comes walking out of the store while there's like this drawdown of guns and bad guys, and they start firing. And Luis Guzman goes, "Get to the diner! Get to the diner!" <laughs> and I they, didn't pick up on that. I literally read that they added that as a throwback to get to the chopper, but they let Luis Guzman say it. <laughs> nice. And it's a, it's a total dig, at, you know, the Arnold get to the chopper. And I, he said it last night and I was like, get to the diner, get it to there. <laughs> Jackie, do it now. It. Do it, do it now. <laughs> it's so insane. This movie is, ah, I want to say it's like, it's kind of batshit crazy. That's literally what I was going to say. It's batshit crazy. I'm, I feel like that moment right there is where like shitty podcasts usually be like, bro, it was a batshit crazy movie, right? Batshit crazy. And we just start repeating one just another. But that's shit. not what we're trying to do. It's just we're in sync right now. You get me, bro? You got totally, me, dog? I feel oh, you. I feel you. I feel you. No cap. Mm -hmm. Is that what the kids say now? I, I have no idea. No cap. I think, me, yeah, I think that actually works there. Yeah. I, I thought I used it right. Urban Dictionary for the win. Uh, <laughs> but like, it, no, it, it's zany in such a fun, goofy way that uh, you have a smile on your face. And it's a two hour long movie that like it flies. Not even. It's less than two hours. It's an hour 47. But it, it flies. I round oh, up. Oh, dude. No, it's. To well, when we talk about two hour movies, <laughs> it kind of has this connotation with it where you're just like, oh, it's a long movie. Hour 47 is probably even including the credits. So oh, this it's got is, like five minutes of credits. I fast forward because I was like, well, maybe like there's like a little teaser and there's not. I did, too, because I've never actually done that. Yeah, same. <laughs> I literally have watched this movie all the time. Like this is an Arnold movie in my rotation. See, I haven't watched this in a while. And uh, it was just recently on sale for five bucks. And I knew we were covering this. I was like, ah, might as well pick it up now. Uh, but I, I remember really enjoying it, you know, yeah. like I remember just being so surprised at how much I liked it and then revisiting it. I was like, I hope it still holds up. And it's like, this is 10 years ago and it's still a lot of fun. And I think the big thing, too, before Arnold, like semi retired, like we got collateral damage. We got the sixth day. I mean, even God. end of days, we kind of hit a pretty big like decline. Where it's like, I, I did collateral damage. I haven't seen it in forever, but well, it's definitely not. It's the not Arnold your normal. We know. It's not Sixth a normal day Arnold is movie. just not that great no. of a sci-fi PG-13 action movie. Sucks. I, uh, I don't I don't like it. 
End um, of days. I've already t- we've already talked about. Yeah. Yes, Batman and Robin, but also Batman and Robin. You know, like it just. Well, he's the highlight of that movie. Period. I mean, yeah. that's it's 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 Mr. Freeze movie. I don't care. And then we we had Terminator Three, which is just like it was never going to top. Yeah, it was never going to top Terminator Two. Like never, 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 never. You know, it, it honestly, we should be even more upset at Terminator Three because of that. We got 19 million different movies that we never needed, except for Salvation. I will always stand over here and go, I wanted that trilogy. I love the idea. I of wanted being... that trilogy if the studio would have, you know, not interfered and made it a PG 13 movie when they were sinking all that money in it and wanted well, their investment back when this is an R rated property. You realize. That's something that doesn't always need to be argued about, but no. in times of something like that, it's needed, especially when you are telling about the war for humanity. But here's here's the one, this is the only, we won't dig too much into this, but I don't know if we'll ever actually cover that movie. When you watch Salvation, you realize it's mostly a handful of humans destroying robots. So there's not a lot of opportunity for blood and gore. And to be honest, the most shocking like scene is when they reveal, um, I don't remember his name, but the one Sam Rockwell being... Sam Worthington. Worthington. Sam Rockwell was in <laughs> Iron Man 2. It would have been awesome for him to be a Terminator. But Sam Worthington, the reveal of him being a Terminator robot. Yeah. Because they have him all cut up on the table. And Sam Worthington was awesome in that movie. Whole reason to to watch him christian bale totally in i even like you know he's passed on but uh the one that the kid that anton played check anton yelnitz he played Chekhov yeah. in the reboots um love the cast in that movie but when you go back and like i've watched it and i actually have the one that's considered unrated there's not a whole lot of need for the bloody violence we're used to it, it's still kind of bloody works. violence i just feel like the violence itself was cut down or not I hate saying it violence, wasn't, but just like the action of it. Like, I, it's been years since I've seen it, though. I think you, you should. Re, we sh, you should re, honestly that one I could see us covering. It just sucks to cover that one and go. Well, that's it. You know, it yeah. lays groundwork like we for were some fantastic to, but because stuff because it didn't do well. You know, yeah, it actually pissed off uh, Christian Bale. He was down to totally do the next two. Um, but anyway, and again, we got a, a slight cameo of arnold it wasn't actually arnold but he allowed them to do like a 3d rendering of him that shows up in the factory at the end at the very end yeah so technically he's in it um but yeah this is one of those i did did this come out before maggie which was yeah this came out before maggie like his uh drama role yeah so i have this movie on the arnold six dvd collection i got it on blu-ray and it's Last Stand, Maggie, Total Recall on one disc. And then the other is Hercules in New York. I want to say it's Red Heat and Terminator 2. So I bought this because it was dirt cheap. And then I realized the Terminator 2 one was the director's cut that adds all the deleted scenes. That's back the into only it. way to watch that movie. 100%. I won't watch it any other way yeah. but with the deleted scenes. Well, I haven't bought the 4K. Right. I think they're in a they're in a bonus on the 4K, aren't they? 
Like you have uh, to. I don't know. I just know that it's only the theatrical cut with the 4K, which is really dumb. Yeah. No. Like, why watch, would you do that? Watch the director's cut. If you haven't seen the director's cut of Terminator 2, watch it. It's perfect. Um, but anyway, that's how I have Last Stand, and I got it on Blu-ray. Um, normally, I've watched it on television or a regular DVD and stuff like that. It's like I said, this is in my rotation. This is this is probably a movie I've watched more than some of his earlier '80s ones. You know, say like Raw Deal well, or like Red it has Heat that and stuff modern like that. filmmaking techniques that you know. Yes, the technology is there that wasn't there back then. So like, it, it's hmm. it is, but they don't overuse it in this. Yeah, like and, we get some it, cool shots of saying like. It's just like what filmmaking has come to at this point compared to where it was. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best way to put it, because I always feel like sometimes I'm like bagging on the 80s. And it's just like, well, no, like it's just because the technology or the budgets of what they were back then. It's working with what you had. I mean, that's all this. This wasn't a huge budget. I don't think movie. I didn't look it up. But, you know, Arnold's always going to command some money. But I have to expect everyone was like, yeah, Arnold's getting older, and is he bankable? You know? That was the big thing. Is he bankable? Because this is his first starring role in a decade. Right. And we talked about it in End of Days, that they were even, like, risky about bringing him back because of the heart attack. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure a lot of that's still weighing on people's minds. Can Arnold even do this anymore? Um, and, but he can. Like, he can. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, it's awesome. He's got the FUBAR show coming to Netflix later this year. I'm interested in that. I don't know what it's about, but I'm like, all right, I'm down. Is it a show? Is it a movie? Okay. Yeah. Is it, is he trying to uh, jump into that because his old buddy's doing Tulsa King? You know, I I always get that feeling (laughs) when one does something, the other one. (laughs) He's He's doing what? A show. I you should get I should get a TV show. Where's my TV show? I don't know. I don't you have a show, Arnold. Why? How did you get that TV show? Uh, well, I just I called up the Paramount Plus and went, hey, give me a show, why don't you? What? I can't do Paramount Plus. You are doing Paramount. Well, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. You go go Netflix. You're more like the Netflix you think that, man. You think Netflix can afford me? Oh, yeah. They, they got all the money, man. Okay. I, I was... I, Look, I, man. I, I, lost, I lost my accent. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go see Creed 3. I'm not in it, but it's probably really good. <laughs> I do want to see that. All right. Well, as we figure out our accents again. You do the I, last stand. I do pull it in the head. Great movie. All right. Let's drop the commercial. Yeah, we probably go commercial because we really are track. Nate's starting to lose his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be back after this. The Transformers will return after these messages. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stop Down with me, Stoppy, and my little brother Frank. Hi, I'm Frank. Yes, you are. So join us, Sludge, Mark, and Ruben as we review monster movies from all around the world. And don't forget about the monthly contest and trigger That's right, peasants. You'll find extra content like the Underdogs, Monster Mash Wednesdays, Friday Night Fights, each week exclusively on our Facebook and Instagram. So, please join us at the Monster Movie Stop Down. Your one-stop shop for monster movie reviews, interviews, news, contests, and of course, me, Stumpy. And Frank. 
advanced Hot Wheels ever with floating front axle polycarb body. It's top speed. Set your launcher and unleash the power of Hot Wheels top speed. Race top speed. Jump top speed. Crash top speed. Now challenge the pipe fight set. Can you make it to the pipe? Or will you crash? Top speed pipe fight. Hot Wheels top speed alter pipe fight set comes with two cars and launchers. Others sold separately for use only with top speed cars. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today jimmy street and the plastic chic jared are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world from thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise this team does it all and all they ask is give me back my pro wrestling Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. We now return to the Transformers. Can I make a request? Yeah, go ahead. Can we, like, have the Crossfire commercial on the next episode? Uh, Crossfire! That is an awesome commercial. I I I don't remember that Hot Wheels one. I didn't either. It's literally, I think it's fairly new, but I got to look for it. But I was just looking for something because, you know, fast cars in this movie. Oh, and- that makes more sense. Just the song. I went, I want Crossfire now. That's mainly just because I wanted to hear Crossfire. But also because they constantly say top speed in the commercial. Top speed. Top this car speed. Goes, top speed. So I was like, and they say in this movie, oh, that car has a top speed of 200 plus miles per hour. <laughs> top speed. <laughs> Battle other cars, which happens in this movie. We have a car fight, which is awesome. We get uh, this little Corvette to launch another beat, like an SUV in the air. That was badass. <laughs> like, seriously, badass. Is, uh, you got to be a really good driver, because I just could picture that going completely wrong and just be like, oh, I just crushed myself. We're dead. All I can say is as much as I say most of this movie, you don't have to suspend the belief. When it comes to the, the the carnage that this Corvette and then later on the Camaro can do to each other, that's bullshit. They would <laughs> they would have been destroyed. What? No. Cor- Corvettes <laughs> are plastic and fiber class. These new cars, if you sneeze wrong, they quit running. No. Also, that Camaro at the end is not keeping up with a thousand horsepower <laughs> no, Corvette. Not at all. But Chevy I will... paid a lot of money to be oh, like, God. just make people believe that, you know, the Corvette it will keep up. It will keep up. I, and this is where I will give them credit. How do we do that? You literally make them drive through a cornfield. Yeah. So also what's fun is our movie next week ties perfectly into this movie. And I didn't realize that. <laughs> oh, no, it does. <laughs> you didn't realize it till now. I didn't realize it till last night where I went, oh shit, we didn't plan this and no one's Over gonna in the believe corner, it. It's just Outlander. <laughs> the, these are the things behind the corn rows. Whenever yes. you watch those movies and the corn is moving, 
picture of Corvette and a Camaro <laughs> driving by. one another. Yes. Outlander! What was that? They're, they're praying to Chevy, the god of chaos. Like a rock. <laughs> I was laughing to myself last night knowing that we're covering Children of the Corn 2 next week. And the, we, we've been promoing it, so everybody that knows we're doing a nice little uh, mutual... I, I don't even know how to describe what we're doing. Have but you a, ever wanted to have a podcast cover three movies but just couldn't do it in one podcast? Well, what if I were to tell you that we got three podcasts covering three movies? A cut above... Doing Children of the Corn Part One, yours truly doing Part Two, and those jerks over at Spoils of Horror doing Part Three. I'm glad we all stuck them with that one. You gotta really let they let that shared go. my baby pictures. You gotta let this go, man. They they're really nice. I thankfully my security system went off last time they uh, got in, but uh, we gotta bury the hatchet. Okay. Oh, I'll get a hatchet all right. <laughs> Shut up, Juggalo. All right. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> there he goes. So, yeah, I, I I couldn't but laugh last night watching these two cars creep through the corn stalks and play cat and mouse going, I get to see corn again next week. <laughs> and I don't mean the band. <laughs> I'm like, I'll get to see corn here soon because I'm in Ohio. <laughs> we are corn. We, we are, our major export is corn and serial killers. I don't know. I don't that's know. If that's, that's I don't know if that's got. true or accurate. Uh, feels I'm right. Pretty sure I saw that sign when I cross over the <laughs> Ohio River. No, that's the hell is real sign. It is Portsmouth. So that that, tra- <laughs> that tracks. I don't go all the way down to Cincinnati. I cut across in the middle. <laughs> Good God, this episode's chaos, but I'm loving it, man, because it's an action movie. Damn it. Oh, I this is an these. action movie. Uh, and I, if this so, movie would have had uh, titty machine guns, you bet your ass they would have worked. It may not have titty machine guns, but it has an old-timey Gatlin gun. And it is deployed in the most badass, unsuspecting way that they literally drift a school bus in the middle of downtown. How awesome is it to think that a school bus could drift? And then have a mounted gun in the back waiting to be disposed on. The emergency door flies open with Arnold behind an old school Gatlin gun and Johnny Knoxville feeding the belt into it. What a sentence to say. (laughs) That's how they sold this movie to the to the studio execs. That's all you had to say. If they had told me that happened, I'd have been first in line. Somehow this movie flopped. I don't get it. I don't understand. And it cuts a dude in half. It cuts a man clean <laughs> into two pieces. Just blood splatter. There's so much machine gun carnage of just explosions of windows and just side weirds. You name it. Like, And we have like snipers up on the roof. It's such an old West showdown. It is. <laughs> and that's what's so great because from this moment on, it's just... The town is now a war zone. <laughs> it is, and I love and it, man. And you get, because of it being like an old-timey Western, like you get those classic downtown buildings that these shootouts are happening in, you know, where people are upstairs and downstairs and around corners and stuff. It's everything that you want 
jumping out of wind, jumping out of windows, you know. Uh, Yeah, like (laughs) Arnold bashing through a window to the local diner when all the, you know, the local residents are still just eating their breakfast like Sheriff. (laughs) He's like, how you doing, Ray? I'm old. (laughs) And he goes, runs upstairs. he, He spears a dude off the roof lands in what i guess is dog squeaky toys out in the front because they're squeaking but any other action movie arnold would have jumped right up and then like patted the guy on the back saying thanks nope he lays there for a solid three minutes i'm not ready for this (laughs) and my favorite 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 scene in this movie is right then and he jumps. <laughs> I already know. You know what my favorite scene, I think I've even shared it in the group at some point, is he lands outside and he slowly gets up. Well, this bad guy had come through the back, sneaks through, and there's this little old lady like quilting or knitting. And she goes, no trespassing. And the guy looks at her and goes, shut up, granny. She pulls out this Joker-esque pistol with a long barrel. Like, yeah. it's a pistol like, I, with a stock. I don't know stock. where you get a gun with a long barrel. <laughs> and a stock, but it's a pistol. And you, the camera cuts back out to Arnold, and you hear a gunshot, and this dude go flying out the window because this lady shoots the bad guy. <laughs> Arnold's shocked, like, what is going on? And he goes, Mrs. Salazar. Obliged. (laughs) And that's not obliged. That's not the best part. (laughs) She comes out and she goes, Go get him, Ray. (laughs) Like, now she's like fully aware of everything that's going on. (laughs) Oh, no. She goes, Put the hurt on him, Ray. That's what she (laughs) says. And he nods and (laughs) walks away. I can watch that scene. Over and over again. I adore Mrs. Salazar in this movie. Period. I don't need anyone else but Mrs. Salazar with her gun walking down Main Street, <laughs> taking out bad guys like a sharpshooter, like Annie uh, Oakley in their asses. Yeah, it turns out I, she's got a whole history. <laughs> I would have loved it. I would have loved it. But I was happy with what of I got. Of course, this all leads to uh, our final showdown with Peter Stormare and Mm -hmm. arnold and oz it's so like awesome it's awesome but i also get like i love peter stormer and i love him in this movie there's just some of his dialogue and i don't know what accent he's using it's peter stormer's accent but texas i don't i don't know it's just peter stormer being himself if he was southern but yeah. also like Russian, like a Southern Russian. I don't know what a he was te- doing. A Texan Russian. I, I'm not even going to try to redo what he says, but I can't help but laugh every time he, he's just talking, especially when he's like, that ass. I could kill for that ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Like somebody just said, what, whatever you want to say, Peter. Whatever you want to say. I want to talk about that ass. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess you can. I would kill for that ass. I guess you could say that too. Now, 
I did appreciate because I remember the first time I watched this, and I was I felt like I was going to get cheated on the Peter Stormare face off because we get a point where he's in the bus trying to move it out of the middle of the street. Ray has made his way under the bus, grabbed a gun that was laying in the middle of the street, and now he's under it. And he fires a shot up through the floorboards, and it takes out Peter Stormare's ear. Which he has the most overdramatic response to getting shot in the ear, because it's just like it completely paralyzes him. I want to know how you would react if someone shot I would react very angrily of just crying. I would have a lot of angry crying happening. <laughs> Those are angry tears. I'd fall to the ground and just be kicking and screaming. Angry tears. No, but I got, I thought, oh shit, he's just gonna shoot up through the bus, and I, we're gonna and like I, because it's been so long. That's what I thought happened. I was like, yeah, oh, this must be like in my head. He gets shot from underneath, and it's but it hits him in like the stomach and chest, and then like, we see the blood just squirt all over the steering wheel of the yeah, bus. Yeah, like in uh, the Die Hard kill when he's under the conference table and he shoots that guy from yeah, underneath. Exactly, but he doesn't, and Arnold gets on the bus. And they kind of have this, like, showdown, which I love, like, Western style. And Arnold blows his brains out, literally. He shoots. It's a great bloody effect. It's insane. Like it's well-earned. It is. So I, I was real happy that I got a true, like, kill. The other thing this movie does that I will applaud it for, and we've bitched about this before on the show was when you have, we've actually bitched about this on the Action Elite too, is you have like the main henchman, like you say, bad guy, which is Peter Stormare, and then you have the money man or the mastermind. And you never get that showdown with that character, kind of like in Under Siege 2 and some of the other. um, And you think that's what's going to happen because this is like a, a rich daddy's boy that was a race car driver, Arnold chases him in a car. It's he all very car much feels like the villain from Bad Boys too. Yes, actually, that's very that's the other thing we talked like about. It, where like you know, Bad Boys Two is like, yeah, he's there. Yeah, and it's the same thing with this. Like, ah, yeah, he exists and he's getting away. But thankfully, Arnold has had enough of this guy. We get, we get an excellent. Also, Peter Stormare in Bad Boys Two. Um, oh yeah, yeah, basically the same character. <laughs> so the the guy gets away from Arnold in the car chase, thinks he's home free, sees the bridge. All he's got to do is get to Mexico. He's home free. And he gets to that bridge right where the eye line where he can see across and the camera slowly pans up and there's Arnold standing on the bridge. It's such a what? good old western. You might as well have the I was expecting like a duster, like very like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme in Hard Target, you yeah. know, John Woo style with like pigeons flying. It would be high. tumbleweeds. <laughs> Turk. I don't know what birds are down there. Buzzards. Peasants, buzzards. And okay, so this guy tries to buy his way out. So he's still very like pretty boy like i can get in out of anything that's the thing like you really think you're gonna buy off arnold you idiot but it's that arrogance to him it is but we get a brutal ass fight well also you gotta think 2013 this is where ufc was starting to get really popular you know this is when ufc was all over the place so a lot of this fight 
mimics that of like an MMA. Yeah. Because the guy's even trying to put Arnold into like an arm bar. And I love it because we have Arnold. And yes, he's a bit older, but he picks this he jackass picks up, up I love and it. slams him on the edge of the bridge on his yeah. upper back neck area. And that looks so goddamn painful because you would think, OK, he just slammed him on the flat ground. No, no. he he spins him and back breaks him basically across this bridge rail. And it is brutal. And then this guy still gets like this uh, hidden knife jams it into Arnold's leg and Arnold in Arnold fashion pulls it out of his leg and then stabs it back in the other dude's leg. <laughs> it's just, it's like knifey stabby all over again. Yeah. Like the whole fight is just this great, like brute strength, you know? Yeah. It's well I, earned. It's deserved. And I am okay that he doesn't kill him because I get the next best satisfaction. And that's Arnold driving back to the town but you realize the dude's tied behind the car with having a knife to, in his leg knife is in walk his back. leg <laughs> like arnold's not doing 50 arnold's slowly coming back but this dude is tied to the back Hopping. forced to walk and hop <laughs> and honestly i was like i like that i like that undignified because i got a badass kill with peter Stormare. i got a badass fight i got a even Batter, asser, I don't know if that's the right word, car chase, I was cool with this ending. I really was. I, I It was satisfactory to me. No, I, I fully agree. Like, it definitely yeah. gives you what you're wanting from this, and it's just like, yes, Arnold is back, baby. Pretty much, man. That's how I felt. So, all right, have we covered the movie well enough? I think so. I think so. Did we? I don't know. I sure. think so. Yeah. Well... It's time for a bit of redemption. It's been a long time coming. It's time for the body. Yeah. Leave anything for us? Just bodies. Body count. Body count. Body count. Body count. For so long, I've either went, I can't find a body count, or two, or none, and... To no fault of our own, even last week was three. All right, yeah, and that's that's why I was kind of upset and demand you to you know start working on the reboot. That's on me. I know, you know. Hey, so it's, it's, it just feels like we've done things wrong here recently, or we've had you know buildings explode with blood, and you think that sounds cool, but, but trust not. me, when you see it, it's not as cool as you would think because it was done wrong. Yeah. So, as a bit of redemption and to put us back on track. Last Stand has a body count of 42. Oh, God, that so, feels so good. It's not only to be in double digits, but quadruple double digits. Yes. Oh, 42. Wow. A lot of uh, FBI agents, a lot of cartel members, a lot of people die, and a dude gets cut in half. And Peter Stormare's brains are now at the top of the kid's school bus. That yeah, I don't think that poor- school bus is going to get used again. Some poor bus driver is going to have to clean that up. It's going to have the ghost of Peter Stormare. (laughs) With a bad accent from Texas. (laughs) Oh, God, it's the scariest (laughs) ghost ever. (laughs) Oh, it feels good, man. It feels so good. Uh, It it feels good that we, you know, we covered something that makes sense. Thank you, Arnold. 
thank you for saving this podcast once again from the depths of hell. Yep. All right. Let's pick our favorite one. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. Honestly, it comes down between two. Okay. Okay. I've got one in mind. You got, uh, well, we got to get back on track. You yeah, go oh, first. Okay. So you already talked about it a little bit, but you meant, you you failed to mention one part of it. Okay. And when it happened, I forgot it was in this movie. And I cheered. I audibly cheered. And it is when Arnold spears that man off the roof. But also, as he spears them, he puts a bullet in his head. And it is oh so damn satisfying of seeing that blood spray happen and just how fast it happens. Because that's the big thing. It is a tackle and gunshot almost immediately yes. into the fall. And it is beautifully shot. It is such a great action moment. It's one of those things that I live for in seeing action movies. And it made me so damn happy. I I actually remember responding to it last night. But as talking, I got so caught up in dude gets cut. I figured he's like, leaving gun. that part out, which is fantastic for me to gloat about it later. Well, I say you take it, man. Um, mine. It's not shocking. I love when Mrs. Salazar kills that dude. It's it's great. It's my it's <laughs> I love dude gets cut in half. I love Peter Stormare's head explodes. But damn it, I love Mrs. Salazar more. And she <laughs> shoots that bad guy and he flies out that window. Imagine when- if in Predator 2, the old woman that's watching Jeopardy decides to shoot the Predator. Yes. That's what happens in this movie. Yes. It's so unsuspected. And the visual of the gun she pulls out, you're just like, what am I watching? It's literally Jack Nicholson's Joker's gun. <laughs> it is. It's awesome. All right. That's well-deserved kill of the weeks. Uh, uh, I feel like I haven't participated in kill of the week in a month. Multiple we could choose from as well. I, I, I know there was a smorgasbord, a smorgasbord of kills. I love it. I love it. Well, let's rank this bad boy. All right, man. Well, you got to start. Well, got to get well, back buddy, on track. It's, it's, yeah. After talking about it and having even more fun, it's gone up with me. It's an 8.5 now. Fantastic. Fantastic. Re- really, my only complaint is how sluggish some of the people move to the point where it does kind of make it unbelievable that the action around them, that they can survive it. But you're having so much fun with it. And I think the casting choices really play into its favor of you actually rooting for these people. Because, you know, yeah. no one wants to see Johnny Knoxville get shot, like, ever. So, no, like, it, it but he does. In its favor. And it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and him and Louie both get shot. Yeah, him and Louie It's Louis so great seeing them, you know, comparing out wounds. their wounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. Like, uh, we didn't even talk about, but, like, Johnny Knoxville runs, like, this armory museum. And he has named everything down to his truck as Henrietta. And yeah. <laughs> everything has a name. And it's and funny. The museum it, it is open one Tuesday from like four to eight on the second week of the month or something like that. Yeah, something wild just so <laughs> he can maintain. I think it's for tax purposes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, nah, the movie is a lot of fun. I would say within all of the like recent Arnold movies, I still think this is probably the best one. Yeah, I would have to say. I mean, excluding the Expendables, obviously, because it's not really an Arnold movie. It, it, but... and that's the thing. But like. I, I kind of remember Sabotage, but I don't remember it too well. 
Uh, it's okay. I Arnold ends up being the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I didn't. Um, I, I, I don't you know, like, there was, I don't there like was other two Terminator guy. movies that you know we don't talk exist. about. <laughs> we don't talk. We don't talk about. Those. I haven't seen Maggie. I I, I do need to. I haven't either. I own really it. And I haven't watched it. Um, although I haven't. There's a lot of movies I haven't watched yet, but it's fine. It's it's fine. Um, I I think I'm gonna match you. It's gonna be an eight and a half. I was originally thinking eight, but I had a whole lot of fun talking about like, I was a at, lot like, of that stuff. Seven point five, and it's just like eh, that. That seems fair. But honestly, I think, you know, if you go in just wanting to have a fun time, that's this is that movie. It's fun. It doesn't drag. It's a great cast. And again, I do watch this one regularly. It's it's in my rotation of like, I feel like watching an Arnold movie. Do I watch a classic? Do I do? And I, a lot of times I'll default to Last Stand just because it kind of gives me a little bit of everything I'm looking for in an action movie. So, yeah, fair. I like it. I'm happy. Now, you got to make me unhappy, and we're going to do Trash Opinion. I'm the trash man. I come out, I throw trash all over over the ring, and then I start eating garbage. And then I pick up the trash can, and I smash the guy on the head. Oh, that's going to be a disaster. You guys can't see this, but I swear to God, every time I play this clip, Nate gets the biggest smile on his face. And it's he just, holds it in. I, it I have to so much joy. <laughs> I just have to bust him out on that because it's the joy in his face, and I think that needs to be. Uh, it's, anytime we celebrate do the bit, I'm just like, ah, oh, I want to hear him talk about throwing trash all over the wall. Sometimes I should just play it and just then not yeah, do it. But all right, me happy. Give us give us the trash opinion. All right, this is so much wrong with this tragedy of a movie from Jason Mack. In 2023, very recently, Damn. very recent. Yeah, it's we're only two months into 2023. Damn, you just gotta stick with me throughout the whole thing, okay? Oh, uh, all right, just all stick right. for me at the whole thing, and I'm, then you can comment. I, I okay, I, okay, all right. So many plot hole. Bombers not following the physics of outer space. Leia would have been crystallized corpse floating around in space. Pink hair moron is a horrific replacement for leadership. Rose is flat out pathetic. Ray becomes a Jedi master in a couple months. Finn goes from garbage man to ninja without any training. Yoda just magically appears from the dead to see Luke. The resistance ship only has enough fuel for a handful of hyperspace jumps. Luke is turned into a coward, which goes against everything that Star Wars stands for. This script should have never been approved as this movie was a huge failure. I decided to do The Last Jedi instead of The Last Stand. Oh, okay. It's the TLJ. Oh, wait. Well, you know what? That kind of doesn't work because J and then Stan. I didn't think this through, but obviously that guy's an idiot too because I really enjoy The Last Jedi, but I didn't want to read someone bashing The Last Stand, and I've watched a lot of people bash last jedi so that guy's an idiot there's you gotta connect the dots but they're there fair fair enough hey I'll... no one's making fun of last stand on this episode i will not argue that um i'll i'll just let you have all of that thank you that's all i want even though you badmouth forest whitaker in this episode and i really shouldn't let you get away with you know this. what that's honestly why it lost some point and a half <laughs> 
Forrest Whitaker was in Rogue One, which is quite possibly one of yeah. the greatest Star Wars yeah. movies yeah. made. Yeah. He was Saul Gamera, who was a great character in the Clone Wars. And then was, you see him being played by Forrest Whitaker, and you're like, I, I kind of see it. I'm gonna. I, you're lucky. You're like 300 miles from me. What are you gonna do? I got a new shovel. shovel. Yeah, it has a flamethrower now. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll give you that one. Whatever. You, yep. Whatever. We'll let the audience feel what they're gonna feel after that <laughs> literal trash review. Yeah, it was a trash review. Of Last Jedi. It's a great movie. <laughs> All right. Well, bring it on, Internet. I am ready. I'm crackling my knuckles. I'm I'm on the Instagrams waiting for everyone to trash me. Honestly, we'll just take any interactions at this point. Yeah, really. Just pay attention to us. Just look at us. Well, if they are paying attention to us, they have seen we have begun our reboot. We have a new logo. We do. Done by the amazing Jersey, the my tattooist who has done amazing artwork on my arms. Does she have an she, Instagram? She does, um, and I will tag it because I'm not going to butcher trying to say it um, on here. But she does have an Instagram, and I'll make sure it gets shared out. Uh, she drew us a fantastic blending of the shows. It is action and horror, finally. We are trying to make things a little simpler for people looking for us. You know, we feel like sometimes it can be disconnected as to what's going on from the feedback we get. So we want to make yeah. sure that you understand it's 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 one show. Just we like action and horror movies. So yeah. that's what you get with us. If you listen to the show, it is disconnected. It's fine. We're totally off the rails. But as far as branding, I would like people to understand it's one show with two topics. So anyway, you have seen Sergeant John Mortis on all of our social medias. We've been sharing that out. And as we progress, you will start hearing little things change. We will be updating some of our sound bites, some music to a certain show. Once, you know, this stuff takes time. When Nate goes on a tirade and demands, it, come on, man, this is post. It worked you know, for Hans Gruber. It, it, this is like post vid. It takes a long time to get things done now. Okay. Oh, the, yeah. You know what? Customer service has gone to yeah. hell since inflation's post-vid. insane. You Ugh. have no idea what this is costing me. The disrespect. Yeah. So, anyway, so if you want to see the big update or follow along, you can always find us over on Facebook at Gimme Back My Action Movies, the group, or Gimme Back My Horror Movies, the group. Both are also on Instagram under both of those names. We are on Twitter. We are on TikTok and YouTube. Like I said, you sh- if you haven't yet, go back, check us out. And we have covered Cocaine Bear. Check out our uh, review of Cocaine Bear. I- it's taking everything in me to not just start chanting Cocaine Bear. Yeah, I He's right, because every group chat, when we talk about it, that's all he types. Or he shares Dr. Roxo with a bear face. <laughs> just cocaine! Hey, all right. So I was in the movie theater about to watch Cocaine Bear as I'm on my phone creating Dr. Roxo as a bear. As, as one should. I mean, there's yeah, no better like... place to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the idea hit me, and I was like, ah, the internet needs this. And when you watch the movie, it tracks. It really does. <laughs> Quite accurate. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. If you haven't, go watch it. I don't know if it's still in theaters by the time you hear this, but stream it. I don't care. Do whatever it's, you got to do to see Cocaine Bear, for the love of God. It's so good. It's so good, man. It's it's as You've good as You've heard us last... gush about it on YouTube if you went over yeah. there. <laughs> it, it's as good as Last Stand, period. I don't care. Yeah. 
give Peter Stormare cocaine. It would have been just as good. He might have been. I don't know. Cocaine Stormare. We love you, Peter Stormare, which I guess we'll give a small little shout out. Owen over at Action Elite got to interview Peter Stormare not too long ago. It was for a it was for a romance movie that he's in, but still, it's hey, Peter Stormare. <laughs> I was like, I'd still talk to him. I don't give a shit. So that's awesome. And if you want to follow everyone else that's in the uh, Give Me Back My Podcast Network, we have Good Beer, Bad Movie Night with our brother Pete and Troy, who has now shown up on this show a lot more lately. I think it's just a bullet shield at this point for Pete. So that, you know, he's just like, you won't shoot Troy. He really is just using him as a human shield. Human shields with Troy, because we just can't shoot that adorable face. It's rude. And once you're done checking out Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, please make sure you go check out the Monster Movie Stomp Down, as well as Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling with Jimmy and the Plastic Sheik. Excellent content coming out of both shows. Monsters, wrestling, we got it all. Bad movies, beer. Pete, keep the bad movies on your show. And it's all good. It's all good. You made me cheat on this show. So please go listen to me talk about my five favorite horror movies on the Fiendish Five podcast. Uh, It's a great podcast where he gets uh, different guests to come on and talk about their five favorite horror movies and uh, some of their uh, personal, like what the ones that almost count. I forget what the word is that I'm looking for. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Yeah. So you get to hear me talk about eight movies that I absolutely love. And then. A Year in Horror, uh, they have a Patreon where Peter is trying to cover every Amityville horror movie that has been made. And so I was a special guest on the Patreon side to cover Amityville Vibrator. Um, I sacrificed Nate for that one. Yeah, that one I kind of set myself up for. Yep. It still haunts me. You're the one that offered to do it. I, I'm the one that bought the movie. Yeah, you did. Yeah. But it's a really good episode, I promise. And, you know, if you want to go support him, uh, A Year in Horror is a delightful podcast. And Peter has probably the best voice in podcasting history. That's right. Like, it's amazing. But Nate's episode on the Fiendish 5 podcast is amazing as well. He did really well, even on a show that is quite literally a tongue twister for Nate. Yes. He nailed it. He did great. I am going to have to script out what you say about our shows. So, yeah, you know, this is why Charlie always does the ending, because I don't know how to talk about our show. It's okay, man. Even in real life, if you were to talk to me and be like, I listen to your podcast, I get all like, ah, cool. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Ricky Bobby, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just, I'm like, listen? Really? You're getting better. You're doing great. You're doing great. I, I don't right. know. It's a podcast. It's in the air. Subscribe, subscribe, rate, do the things yeah. that people do. I always find it weird when people, you know, whore themselves out. Is that, what, is that really what you want to end on? Us yes. whoring ourselves out. Yes, that's out what there. it is. Well, with that, please go check us out on Spotify and Apple. Leave us five-star reviews. Even if we suck, leave it at five stars. I don't think you're allowed to leave anything less. Yeah, it's broken. Um, it's totally broken. You just have to hit that five, otherwise it doesn't count. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Get, get us out. Get good word. Get us out of here. Put the hurt on him, Ray.
fine. You know, it'd be great. What is that, Stallone? What if we, like, we, we both go into this movie and we're in a prison and we gotta escape it? What would we name this movie? You must give know. me the title. We will need an escape. Uh, like, when we escape the prison, we could call it, like, uh, Escape Prison. I don't like the name. Okay, you, well, do you have you a plan? Will you pitch me a movie? You have to have a plan. Oh, That's my cool. God. What if, oh, we do escape? You, I thought you were going to say the word. I honestly can't understand how. <laughs> God damn it. I can barely understand half the words that you say. I mean, you understand it half the words you say most of the time. I, wait, what kind of plan are we doing? What are you, oh, we're going to do an escape. Plan? I, why you, oh, no, there you go. It's an escape plan. You know what? It's a really good idea. I think it's going to make a lot of money. You know, right. so much money that I'll be in part two and part three. You don't have to worry about it. I'll take care well, of it. You well, don't I have be... to do it. You stay home. No, I insist. I, I'll leave the burden. You're going to do the same thing you did to me when we did Expendables. I will like, never do such a thing. No. You, no, you said, Marty, I, will, I will put you me, in. Okay. I'll put you in the sequels. And then and then nothing. I yeah, got well, I got you, shit. No, you didn't get shit. That was John Club Van Damme. Oh. That killed him off. That way it wouldn't be in the sequel. Makes sense to me. I will do escape plan. All right. And then I do escape plan two and three. Don't worry. You got, got it covered. Trilogy. I get to I get to Trilogy use a machine gun. I get to use a machine gun. Okay, as long as I get to use my fist and I get to beat you in arm wrestling. Talk to my agent. No, you talk to my agent. What do you you talk to my agent. You pitched the movie to me. What do you, you think you're doing it to me? I thought we were gonna be pals. You call me. I call you. You call, You text me. No, you get, get talk to my people. You fax my people. You don't use fax anymore. No, That's, this is why Planet Hollywood failed. Nah, that was Bruce's fault. That's totally Bruce's fault. We don't. We it wasn't us. That's why he won't be an escape plan. You promise? I promise. Okay. Oh.